and gentlemen, welcome to the Bald Steep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. A podcast dedicated to the Bald Steep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. Your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what's cracking? I'm back, Alan. I am back. We're back this week. It's a good week. It's a good week. Good week for you, perhaps, after a couple of sullen weeks. It's a great week. I, I don't know. Don't be living in the past, Alan. Live in the now. In the present. I'm living in the now. We are <laughs> 48 hours away from making our trip to the United States Woo. to see the Dolphins host the Ravens Thursday night. Looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited for the trip. It's going to be a great weekend. Absolutely, yeah. Can't wait to get going. See some live NFL action once more after the 2020 hiatus that we had to endure uh, not seeing live action. What a debacle. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Uh, As we uh, alluded to last week, we are now over the 500 download limit for this season, uh, download a podcast for this season. So we thank you very much to one and all for downloading, listening, and hopefully enjoying out there. And as such, we've got a brand new email address for contact to the podcast. It is baldsdeepdynastypodcast at gmail.com. That's baldsdeepdynastypodcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to hit us up with uh, with anything, really. Any sort of contact. We're uh, good, bad, or ugly. We're uh, we're here for it. Yep, yep. Uh, look at us being all professional. <laughs> I know, I know. We're doing we're our best. Business. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to those social medias uh, soon enough. But, uh, yeah, for now, yeah. Uh, hit us up on the email, and we're happy to uh, pass along any... Uh, any messages or uh, any news messages, you got for us? Voice notes, all can be included in the podcast. If you want to hear your voice on this podcast, feel free. Voice notes are welcome. Absolutely. Questions, whatever you got. Hit us. Smack talk. Indeed. All right. Let's get into the news. <laughs> Let me hit you with some knowledge. All right. It was a weird and strange NFL slate of games this week. Started out with a huge high-scoring game between uh, the Colts and Jets. Albeit it ended 45-30 to 30 in favor of Indianapolis. This was a blowout. Yeah. Um, it didn't uh, really look good for the Jets for all the game, really. Um, Colts were pretty much in control. Jets got some late points, but uh, gotta love the Colts. They played well. Wentz was on fire. Um, but again, it's nice to see uh, the Jets making a fist of things. They're uh, starting to sling it. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunate to lose Mike White so early after his uh, his coming out party uh, the week before, and started this game pretty well until he picked up that arm injury and. Uh, you know, yeah, kind he had of a 91 uh, pass rating in that first quarter. And that's, I think, only three quarterbacks this year have done that. So, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, he was so slinging. That's unfortunate. He's going to be back this week, though, when we go yeah, to see uh, the Jets looks like it. play the Bills. Yeah, in uh, Sunday night uh, in New York. Um, looks like he's going to be back from his 
forearm injury. I think he just pinched a nerve or something. Um, he kind of temporarily lost some feel in his fingers or something like that. Indeed. Zach Wilson also coming back for them too. Ooh, alrighty. Interesting to see if Zach gets his job back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get it this week, but uh, it'll be an interesting topic now next week. Indeed. Sunday. Sunday's action. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of weird goings on. The Falcons beat the Saints on the road. The Broncos hammer the Cowboys on the road. Patriots hammer the Panthers on the road. Browns hammer the Bengals on the road. Big, big wins there, but none bigger than the Jacksonville Jaguars eking out a slobber knocker 9-6 victory over the heavily favoured Buffalo Bills. Yeah, a lot of underdogs picking up W's this week. Um, as you said, all, a lot of them on the road too. Uh, big wins for some of those teams there. Jacksonville, I don't know what to say about that game. It was a putrid game. Um, Bills just never got anything going. Uh, Jacksonville never got anything going. It was, uh, it was pretty meager, like to be fair. Absolutely, it was the Josh Allen show and not the quarterback Josh Allen. Yeah, he definitely uh, played out of his skin. Um, first time in NFL history a uh, player was sacked by a player with the same name. Yeah, indeed. Picked him off, picked up a fumble he dropped. Yeah, um, yeah definitely Josh Allen uh, played out of his skin. I think Red Zone gave him um, MVP player of the, of the night. Yeah, absolutely did. Yeah, he had an outstanding game. Uh, also wins for the Dolphins against the Texans. Picked up their second win of the season. Uh, Texans do 1-8. Looking like they are now clearly headed for the number one pick. The Giants surprised the Raiders in MetLife. Uh, Chargers got a win on the road against the Eagles. And the beleaguered 49ers up against the Arizona Cardinals. Flying high but sends Murray and Hopkins still got taken out by 31 to 17 at home yeah a nice win for the chargers on the road uh, made a little heavy weather of it but uh nice to see them uh, kicking on fourth down picking up the win um yeah definitely your niners they got pushed around in the trenches all um they were uh, they didn't win on either side of the ball and cardinals controlled the game for the most part absolutely absolutely the packers sands Aaron Rodgers and his COVID-19 status uh, were putrid against an equally putrid Chiefs side. Chiefs winning 13-7 to in what was an awful, awful match. Oh yeah, speaking of debacles, Aaron Rodgers, what a doucher. Um, total clown, this is a ridiculous scenario. And his outrage at it become public news that he's unvaccinated is ridiculous. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, this game was poor. Um, Jordan Love did not show anything to me at all to make me think he uh, is the future of this franchise. He was poor. They didn't trust him with the play calling. They didn't really put the ball in his hand in the big moments. 
The Chiefs didn't respect him. They blitzed him every time. They weren't get worried about getting beat deep. Um, yeah, it was generally pretty poor. Like it's a starts, it's a fairly star-studded lineup around him. There, he's got two stud running backs and one of the best, if not the best, receiver in the league on his team, and couldn't get anything going. Really, really dismal from Jordan Love. I thought. Yeah, very poor. The Ravens beat the Vikings in a really high-scoring match in overtime once again. I think that's the third or fourth time the Vikings have gone to overtime this season. I yeah, mean, yeah. incredible stuff. Both teams have gone to overtime multiple times this year now. But, oh, look, it's Lamar Jackson here. He's He is sensational and never drops the head when they get down big or he makes a silly play. He comes back and like it's never happened, like it's the first play of the game. Every play is the first play of the game to him, and they're going 100 miles an hour. He's really phenomenal to watch, passing really coming together now. He is slinging it. Yeah, he is indeed, and and actually started off the game quite poorly from a throwing point of view, but really picked up in that second half, and uh, yeah, took him to the victory. Uh Late Sunday night then, the Tennessee Titans cleared the top of the AFC, beating the LA Rams on the road and convincingly beating the LA Rams on the road, 28-16. to 16. Yeah, uh, scored a quick fire 14 points here uh, early in the game um, via turnovers and such. And the Rams just, they never felt comfortable. The Titans were real physical with them, chipping them hitting them and the Rams you know typical flashy play just uh, it wasn't able to get in amongst them um, Stafford didn't play his best game for the Rams either uh, missed some passes and seemed to kind of get the head down and struggle to get it going again yeah and finally Monday night's game uh, a really good game to watch maybe a bit tough for our our Bears fan here but the Bears going down 29 to 27 uh, field goal with seconds remaining wins it for the Steelers Bears had one last 65 yard field goal attempt right at the death just fell short but uh, it's a good game yeah uh, good game uh, in particular the second half really picked up uh, I was quite edgy to see stuff now after I stayed up watching it um, there was a lot of positives for the Bears uh, Top Fields played real well um, really started looking comfortable uh, made some really nice throws. The touchdown pass in particular was great. Um, just off on a couple, but, you know, that's rookie rookie pains. Um, but really looks way more settled in the pocket. Defense played well overall, despite killing us on penalties. Mm. Um, definitely uh, atrocious calls from the referees weren't helping us out either. Yeah, the taunting but call uh, in particular against Marsh was, uh, it's was a joke. hard to stomach. Yeah. He's on the hash in the middle of the field and he's looking over at the sideline and they flagged him. I mean, it's yeah. it's a joke. Like He wasn't yeah. even saying anything. His mouth was closed. It was a yeah. joke. Terrible yeah, decision. poor call. Poor call. Oh, it's awful. A good end to... Hard to look at, but good. Yeah, a good end to, uh, to a strange week. As I said, some, uh, some uh, good stats out of the week, though. Indianapolis and their big win over the Jets totaled 532 yards, their most since week 13 in 2004. 17 years ago. Denver Broncos win against the Cowboys is their seventh straight victory over America's team. 
We got a boogie. Got a boogie team there, uh, Cowboys. That's for sure. The Ravens. Their win over the Vikings is their 12th straight game over NFC opponents. Longest active streak in the league. That is impressive stuff from the AFC heavyweights. Baker Mayfield's win puts him second most in wins in Browns history in his first four seasons as Browns starter. But interesting to see if he remains Browns starter into year five. That's depressing if you're a Browns fan. That's all I have to say there. He was not good the other day. Indeed. Houston Texans, after going 1-0 after week one, have now lost eight on the bounce and their longest single-season streak since 2013. The Kansas City Chiefs, despite playing poorly this season, they want to play NFC teams every week. They're 4-0 this year against NFC teams. They've only won five. <laughs> they need to play the NFC. And the Arizona Cardinals have 30-plus points in each of their five road games this season. Man, they are looking tasty. Yeah, they sling it. They are awesome. They are studded everywhere. Indeed. As usual, we got some injuries. What do you got? Yeah, uh, a couple of small injuries. We spoke earlier about Mike White. Uh, looks like he's going to be ready to go after his forearm injury. Let's go, Mike. Uh, Zeke. Ezekiel Elias uh, had a knee contusion, but uh, he should be fine. Uh, also, Trevor Lawrence looks like a low ankle sprain. Um, you know, he's probably going to get it wrapped up. Be good to go next week. Uh, Zach Moss uh, went out with a concussion. Damien Harris and Ramondre Stevenson both got head injuries for uh, the Patriots, along with Jonu Smith picking up a shoulder injury. Um, Devontae Booker had a hip injury for the Giants. And probably the biggest injury of the weekend, Chase Edmonds uh, with a high ankle sprain for the Cardinals. Tricky ones to come back from. Indeed, indeed. From a fantasy standpoint, he may be done for the season. Potentially, yeah. Alrighty. Well, let's see what Week 9 did in the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League. Let's hit the rundowns. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Well, week nine was low scoring across the league. And we had some tight, tight contests afoot. The game of the week saw the four and four QB anti-vax take on the three and five Walking Dead. Off the back of a two-game win streak, the Walking Dead came into the week on a high. And look to put together a run that would get them into the playoffs circa 2018. Pittman got them off to a good double-digit start on Thursday night. Which is added to by Hertz, Elliot, Higby, Williams. And a patting himself on the back performance from Donovan Peoples-Jones. However, the Dolphins' defensive effort of 18 points would be the top score of the week for this team as no one would hit the 20-point mark. In the game they were in control of for a lot of Sunday evening, things became murky as Trevor Lawrence would put up a 5.12-point stinker, while kicker Mason Crosby would register 
minus one point in an ugly loss for the coaches Packers. The window is then open for QB anti-vax as Wentz, Mixon, Brown, Harrison, Cousins would each eclipse 20 points. It would be a rough going after that. Six points for the Colts D. 3.8 from Wally Cox. 0.3 points from Edmonds. Two goose eggs from Gordon and Zerlan. And a non-starter from an injured Corey Davis. Yuck. And as we headed to Monday night, QB Antivax still found themselves 20.16 points ahead. But the Walking Dead had Claypool and a returning Montgomery to play. But they would only combine for 17.3 points. Ben squeaks out a victory from the jaws of defeat by a tight 2.86 points and gets back into the positive territory at 5-4. and four. The Walking Dead take another loss and may see their playoffs hopes snuffed out, sitting now 3-6. and six. Oh, by the skin of your teeth, Ben. Pull this one out of the bag. <laughs> uh, four players um, almost giving you goose eggs. Edmonds had 0. 0.3 points, but... Uh, uh, yeah, skin your teeth, pull this one out. Uh, you know, Keane's got to be kicking himself. <laughs> he it's, essentially played against three quarters of a team and still yeah. lost. I mean, that's, He's got four four goose eggs, essentially, and you don't get the victory. That's just... Yeah. That's just I mean, we, t- we talk about, um, uh, you know, it always hurts when you lose to Keane, but uh, Keane's going to be hurting this week for sure. For oh, sure. one left behind. But look, again, um, as we're going to see... Um, as we go along, uh, quite a low-scoring week, so tricky yeah. one. It was yeah. a tricky week, but the win for Keen puts him at four and five, and right in the mix now three and six. Difficult, difficult position. Yeah, well, yeah, he's been uh, fighting an uphill battle there for the last couple of weeks. Uh, he had two wins on a row. He was coming in here with a bit of steam, but uh, uh, fell flat on his face here. Uh, to be fair, indeed, indeed, that leads us to the beatdown of the week which was dished out by the mediocre football team as they handed out a beating to my very own unnecessary roughness. The mediocre football team box of chocolates this week was more Cadbury's heroes and less Tesco-owned brand assortment. Big Mac, the Rams' D and Conklin would be the coffee creams to fail to hit double digits, but after that it would all be sweet-tasting. Eckler, Judy, Kirk, Drake, and Gano would all hit the doubles. Waddle and Kamara would hit the 20s. And Justin Herbert would romp to 30-plus points. It would be a poor response from my team. While Lamar Jackson would star to 32-plus points. Poor outings from Allen, Cooper, Sutton, Julio, Patterson, and the Chargers D will leave me short of contending this week. A nice performance one more from Najee Harris on Monday night would make it a little closer than it appeared. I flipped on decisions to start at Browns D and Darnell Mooney in place of the Chargers D and Cortland Sutton. Had I done that, it would have left me still a point short of victory. So this week I think I prefer the blowout than the nail-biting. 
Both teams in week nine, still in a positive stance at five and four. Oh, I love week to week watching Adam's team. I mean, it's such a it's a roller coaster. <laughs> it's class. You just you never know what's coming out of him. And I mean, easily the most solid scoring team of the week across the board. Pretty uh, pretty solid scores in uh, what we've discussed is uh, a quite low scoring week. Um, a lot of his guys did uh, did quite well. Um, he uh, was the beneficiary of uh, injuries on players that uh, are not on his team. Uh, helping him out a bit, but uh, no, great week from Adam. Uh, you were pretty trash. Yep. But uh, yep. most people Agreed. are this week. To be fair. Agreed. You still would have beaten uh, several people in the league. Yeah. Even <laughs> yeah. even if with, with, with my low one hundred twenty six points, I still win two yeah. other matchups this week. But yeah. alas, not to be. I'll take the beat down. That leads us on to game number three, which is a basement battle of two and five teams. As a kick in the squibs took on I might have to trade. As expected, it was a close one. A man after trade got out early through Hines on Thursday night. And his 23 point production. But the squibs at Crowder not even reached 10. Advantage to traders. Sunday night I might have to trade only had Teddy Bridgewater hit the 20 point mark. As Mayfield, Freeman and Michelle all hit double figures, although seven points from the kicker would be the lowest point of the team. The squibs had Chubb and Keenan hit 20 plus, while Woods, Beasley and the Vikings D would climb over 10. But subpar performances from Henderson, Ertz and particularly a woeful Sam Darnold left them in a hole come Monday night. However, a stellar performance from Justin Fields would rack up 19 points and propel a kick in the squibs to their first victory since week number two. The end of week, three and six. Despite finally setting a legitimate lineup this week, I might have to start C.D. Lamb, still come out on the losing end for the fourth time on the trot, and surely out of the playoff running, a 2-7 and seven with only five weeks remaining. Finally I'm a win, on. Finally back. a win. Like I said, I said at the top of the show, I'm back. My man feels getting me out of the fire. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was funny watching this. Because um, I was obviously up watching the Bears game last night and watching the the predictive scoring on this for... It never gave me the win until I actually took the lead. It was giving me 1% chance. Even when the Bears got the ball and I needed two points from fields, it still was giving me a 1% chance to win this matchup. <laughs> it was sleepers not buying fields, but I'm buying fields. Um, yeah, look, this was a, a close one. This was a nail buyer. Um, you have to. I had to come from behind, essentially, for most of the weekend. I had a lot of guys playing in the layer window and stuff. And I hate doing that. But uh, look, it's nice to, to get a win. Um, well done, Porik, uh, on uh, setting a legitimate lineup. A fair play to you. Yeah, and uh, as, as, as we talked about with, with my point total, Porik beats eight other teams in the league this week. Yeah. But comes in, yeah. comes in with the loss, and we see that a lot in fantasy football. 
you just come up against those uh, opponents and uh, nothing you can do. Yeah, uh, yeah, this was just a, a real close one. I'm delighted to get a win. I'm just delighted to stop that six-game rot. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That yeah, that was beginning to smell that rot. Oh, tell me about it. Well, game four. So the juggernaut seven and one. That so Ravens come unstuck at the hands of the four and four Kenneth Killers. That so Ravens saw a twenty-point performance from Cup and Garoppolo, and double digits from Stafford, Gaskin, Jacobs, and a returning CMC. But they will see a lot more duds than usual. As the likes of Moore, Tony, Andrews, Kicker and Defense would all fail to reach double digit land. Enter Kenneth Killers with a great chance to take a major scalp. And while Moore and Taylor got them off to a huge start Thursday night. Starting an injured Tua Tungavailoa. And Danny Dimes to the tune of 7.1 points would prove a struggle. However, it would be Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, and a returning George Kittle would all combine for just shy of 50 points between them and put them out to a 7-point win. Huge! Week 9 ends with That So Ravens still at the top, but now 7-2. and two. Kenneth Killers, well in the playoff mix. At five and four. I'm just sitting here wondering, are we going to have any weeks where everyone sets a legitimate lineup? Or. This is two lineups now <laughs> illegitimate this week. <laughs> I know, I know. Great, a great win here for Kieran. Big, big win for him. Um, you know, definitely um, keeping himself right in that mix. Um, Bit of a feast or famine type week. Uh, he either had uh, big scores or, or lo really low scores. But uh, enough to get the job done on um, a difficult train in Stephen to be stopped this year. Um, he didn't, uh, didn't, unluckily didn't eclipse that 40 point mark this week with a uh, Stafford and Cup. I mean, you know, poor Stephen. Um, but <laughs> look, it was a tricky week. DJ Moore didn't get a lot going, as the Panthers didn't get a lot going with Darnold and such. And yeah, it was a, a bit of an up and down week, but uh, a big win for Kieran. Um, let's try and get those lineups set properly for next week. Indeed, indeed. Well, game number five was another tight one. That's the three and five injured reserve, fresh off a massive week eight win, took on a high flying. Six and two, I got this, I really do. This week would be a low, low scoring slobber knocker as both teams just barely did enough to get over the 100 point mark in a match where no player would hit the 20 point threshold. I got this had just Kelsey, Renfro and Debo hit double digits while everyone else floundered around in single land, topped off by Jarvis Landry's putrid 3.1 points in a game where the Browns scored 41. Yuck. The injured reserve reverted to type in week 9. Mahomes, Williams and Love hit double figures, but none broke 12 points. Top scorer was Devin Booker who topped out at 15.2. Brown, Hubbard, Agnew, kicker and defense, 
all played poorly and kept them from claiming their biggest win of the season so far. The chance, chance missed. A 16.2 Monday night effort from Big Ben would be enough for I got this to eke out the W by little more than 5 points and a grand total of 106 and a half. They end the week relieved and sitting pretty at 7-2. and two. Injured reserve, in trouble, but not quite out at 3-6. and six. Yeah, this, is, um, this was the game this week that was the two fat guys in the middle of the ring. Um, uh, Jaguars-Bills <laughs> matchup here. Uh, yeah, look, um, pretty low scoring across the board. Um, a lot of the big names didn't really get anything done. Uh, Ian, it took some swings. I uh, I like that he took some swings. Uh, the likes of Agnew and Love. You know, he's taking his shot, shooting his shot on some guys, trying to get a W. Uh, it comes up just short, but a uh, low-scoring game. Um, you know, that was it was pretty poor, to be fair. Still yeah. uh, nice to come out on the win then for Ross, keeping himself right there to mix top of the pile. Yeah, absolutely. It's these kind of games that uh, you probably uh, may not quite deserve, but the, when you pull out the Ws, they're, they're the ones that uh, that could bring home the ring. Yeah, they, they're they kind of forgettable weeks, but uh, when you really go back and look at them, uh, really important wins. Indeed. Well, finally, game six, so another good one between the four and four Greensdale human beings and the four and four Dalvin and the Chipmunks. Greensdale's had Patterson and Smith hit the 20s. The Chipmunks would only have Ayuk hit the 20s with Dak just short. Greendale's would see Tannehill, Adams, Johnson and Carr hit double figures with Pitts just short. The Chipmunks would see Cook, Diggs and Arnold do likewise with Carter and Carlson just short. Nothing in it. Until late Sunday night. As James Conner ripped through the 49ers defense, so he ripped through the Greensdales. 96 yards rushing, 77 yards receiving, 3 touchdowns, 39.3 points, and he eases the Chipmunks to yet another victory. Greensdales now are on a two-game skid. And on the wrong end of nine weeks, at four and five, Chipmunks now riding high on a four-game win streak. From one and four, now five and four. Huge win from Quinny again. I mean, he's having a he's on a right run. I mean, fair play to him. Um, obviously, the big week from James Conner. You know, kind of giving Green a little taste of his own Derrick Henry medicine. Um, maybe not the classiest to rub it in just after Derrick Henry gets injured, but uh, Queenie's not going to be complaining for sure. Could have a, a little stud there in James Conner for uh, the rest of the way out with uh, Chase Edmonds picking up that uh, but that knock. Um, pretty um, up and down week for uh, Green. A uh, bit of feaster famine going on here. Again, let, I mean, let's just for a second talk about Cordell Patterson. I mean... Atlanta have just totally unlocked him. I mean, he's he's unstoppable. Unstoppable. 
He had 126 yards receiving from six catches. Yes. A, a, a couple of them bombs down the sideline. I mean, yeah. yeah. And he's what their RB1. Done? Yeah. He is their RB1. And he's a receiver. Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he's having Outstanding. A, yeah. Outstanding season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look. We're now through nine weeks. We've got only five weeks left of regular season action. Three of those weeks... The final three weeks are going to be individual matchups. So we've only got a couple of more out of division matchups to get yourself set. And then it's going to be a shootout to the playoffs. So let's have a look at the standings through week nine. The below average Joe's division. Has that so Ravens? Two games clear at seven and two. They are two games clear of QB Antivax and Dalvin and the Chipmunks. Both five and four. A long way back. So I might have to trade on two and seven. We look out of it. Donkey's asses division. Another seven and two team sits on top. Two games also clear of the five and four unnecessary roughness. A loss this week for Greensdale's human beings has them a further game behind at four and five. With the Walking Dead a further game behind to them on three and six. And the suckiest bunch of sucks division has a tie for the top. Mediocre football team, 5-4. Candace Killers, 5-4. And, and then two tied at the bottom, kicking the squibs, 3-6. and six. Injured reserve, 3-6. and six. So as it stands, that's so Ravens, and I've got this, I really do, 7-2 and two both. Looking like with one foot in the playoffs at this point. We then have five teams at 5-4. and four. One team at four and five, all battling for just three more spots. It's going to be tight. Yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting uh, running. Um, there's uh, some good teams there right in the mix. Uh, some guys that are going to be hard to beat for anyone, uh, top and bottom. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be exciting. Um, looking forward to seeing how it plays out, really, to be honest. It's indeed, be indeed. Yeah, with five teams and five and four uh, looking for... For essentially, uh, I suppose four spots because Sucky you have you have Adams team and Kieran's team. Whoever wins that division, the team that comes second could find themselves out of the playoffs uh, in a tight shootout. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, scraping your division is enough to uh, get you a run at that ring. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, let's move to the goat of the week. deal i'm the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellence this week's go to the week is going to adam and his mediocre football team for laying the beat down on myself and hitting a high score in a week of low scoring output across the league yeah definitely a week and uh, not many blank spots in uh, in um, adam's team this week uh He's definitely uh, had a fun one this week, uh, watching Justin Herbert, too. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, Kamara got off to a good start, too. Uh, nice to see Judy back. Christian Kirk again uh, playing a lovely little swat, uh, slot role there for uh, Arizona. Having a good week, too. And Waddle, cont- Jalen Waddle continuing to really find his feet in the NFL. Gets a lot of targets, a lot of catches. Uh, good PPR guy. Indeed. Indeed. 
And that is, of course, Adam's second gold of the week. Ooh. Congratulations. First <laughs> one to do it. And scroll of the week time. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Oh, this week's scroll of the week took a lot of consideration. We really had to dig into the judges' scorecards in this one. There were a lot of candidates in this week's low-scoring efforts across the board. As a commissioner of the people, I'm going to take it upon my back this week to nominate myself as the scroll coach of the week. It was for sure. It's a tricky week. It was. It was tricky to pull out one, so I've I've given it to myself. I wasn't in the game. Uh, Made a couple of poor decisions, albeit still probably don't get me to win. But it is what it is. Yeah, um... Yeah, he definitely got the shit beat out of you this week. Um, all the games were, uh, you know, relatively close, uh, other than uh, your game, really. Um, yeah, it was definitely a tricky week. There was plenty of candidates. Um, there was even some winning teams that might have been candidates. So it was it was a tricky one. It was just a really low-scoring week. Indeed it was. No one, no one really left points on the bench here because there was so little points going around. Yeah, no a lot of buys, a lot of injuries. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Alrighty, we're moving on to week 10. Let's look at the road ahead. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Week 10. As I said earlier, we've got two more weeks of of out-of-division football before we get three weeks of interdivisional matchups, we got some juicy ones now at a very pivotal point of the season. Owen, back with his squibs, coming up against the mini juggernaut of Quinny and his Dalvin and the Chipmunk side. Going to be a tough ask this week, Owen. Yeah, it's a big ask, um... Quinny's obviously rolling. We spoke about over the last number of weeks. Uh, he's going to be a hard one to stop, I think. We'll see. Indeed. One of the juiciest matchups of the week is the 5-4 and four QB Antivax. Takes on the 5-4 and four Kenneth Killers. Oh, that's a big one. That's a taste. That's you know a little bit of a grudge match there, I think. A little mm. bit of a grudge match. Absolutely, yeah. Some bragging rights going around there for sure after this one. What may not be so close, but you never know. The two and seven, I might have to trade. Bottom takes on the top. Seven and two, I got this. I really do. Hey, look what way? What better way to put your name in lights by, uh, you know, taking down one of the top dogs? Yeah. Work for Adam for on, two Park. weeks, and he's he's put himself right in it. Yeah. Go on, Park. You can do it. I believe. Set a legitimate lineup. Start CD Lamb. <laughs> yeah. Speaking That's of Adam, two backer receivers when Jordan Love is the quarterback. <laughs> Speaking of Adam, his five and four mediocre football team take on a three and six Walking Dead, which again, you don't know what way that matchup might go. Yeah. Um. 
the last couple of weeks in particular, Keane's been uh, a bit of a mixed package. Uh, he came off firing two weeks in a row there. Um, had a down week for sure this week. And, I mean, we all know Adam is the mixed package of the league. He's uh, up and down, in and out. He doesn't even know where he's at. He's fumbling the bumming around before the 20, Al. That plays over before they even got anywhere. Hey, he's sitting 5-4. and four. He's not doing so bad. Not doing so bad. <laughs> a 3-6 and six injured reserve takes on a 4-5 and five Greensdale's human beings. I think this is a huge game for Green. He's got to win this one. If he ends the next week 4-6, and six, he's probably saying goodbye to the playoffs. Yeah, this um, uh, could potentially be a deep pivotal week for Green. I mean, all the next couple of weeks are pivotal in, in the sense that if you're in the mix in that 4-5, and 5-4 five, five and four range, this is where you can... You know, separate yourself from the bottom of the pack before you go into those divisional matchups. And if you're playing catch up in your division, these are the weeks you potentially can crawl them back. Yeah. And, if you're you in know, striking distance of those guys as you go to play them head to yeah. head, yeah. And then you get to go and play them and, you know, potentially win your way into the playoffs. So this is for sure a big one for Green. Um, you know, Aina has, um, he had a couple of good weeks there. Uh, you know, he was pretty poor this week, but, uh, He's definitely back in his RB troubles um, with uh, the likes of CMC coming back from injury. He's uh, having a hard time. Absolutely, absolutely. And Devin Booker going on by this week. And my 5-4 and four unnecessary roughness take on the 7-2 and two That's So Ravens. What could be a good one as well. Yeah, um, definitely Stevens kind of one of the teams to beat in a sense um he's at top of the pile in his division and this is you know one you need as well in the sense that uh you know you need to start clawing back in your own division um especially if green's able to pick up the win he's going to be hot in your tail um you've got ross to catch so definitely one uh both teams uh need in particular probably yourself Indeed, indeed. The pressure's on. Chips are down. We're into the business end of the season. That's it. It's week 10, lads. We're, there's only a couple of weeks fancy left. Gotta bring the thunder. Indeed, indeed. All right. If you're not first, you're last. If you ain't first, you're last. Another exciting week in the If You're Not First, You're Last redraft fantasy league some big big victories across the board no short of scoring on this end of things as there were blowouts aplenty the closest game was 30 points (laughs) (laughs) that came courtesy of the fantasy football team as they beat Kenna's killers 153 to 122 the biggest blowout came at the hands of Aina's Dalvin and the Chipmunks. A 174.5 beats the low, lowly, putrid hot chub time machine. Now 1-8 and eight on the back of a 7-game losing streak. Just 111.5 points this week. Definitely more straightforward for Adam in this league, just uh, not in the right end of things. Yeah. 
yeah, just see it out at this stage. Ben's my ballsackers took a big win over my unnecessary roughness. I had a rough week across all my main leagues this week. I don't think I think I pulled out one victory. But Ben getting a big 161.5 to uh, 136.8 win over myself. Poor, poor stuff. Owen, on the other hand, you had a big 49 point win over Andrew's Dak to the Future. The sucky sponsor sucks 169.66 to the 120.68. Doubling down on the wins. Boom. <laughs> and finally, our low score of the week this week was Mr. Green. His Meek Seeks and Destroyers team won 108 points. Couldn't, couldn't stand with Ross's staffs the way I like it, who finished on 167. And a big 59-point beatdown. Yeah, another big win for us there. Um, keeping him right up there at the top. Right you are. This is a 10-team ten, ten league at the bottom. Holding it all up. Adam's hot chub time machine, 1-8. and eight. Followed two games clear by Anus Dalvin on the chipmunk side. Sucky sponsor sucks and Dak to the future. Both on four and five. One game outside the playoffs. As the top six teams all in positive. A triple threat of my ballsack hurts. Mr. Meek Seeks and Destroyers and Unnecessary Roughness all five and four. Clinging on to those playoff spots. Only one game behind a three-way tie at the top. The fantasy football team staffed the way I like it. And Kenna's Killers all six and three. Man, Whew. top eight teams are all in with a shout here. Ana yeah, yeah, has uh, a lot to do to get in the playoffs, but he's not out of it yet. He's only two games back. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tricky one. Uh, you know, every win is going to mean something in this league. Uh, it's it's tight from top to bottom, really, um, pretty much outside of Adam. So, uh, yeah. You want to be paying attention and uh, starting to stack those victories. If you make a run now, you're going to get in the playoffs. Indeed. And thankfully, my 5-4 and four Necessary Roughness takes on the 1-8 Hot Chub Time Machine this week. Right now, I have a 91% chance of victory. Let's hope I can bring it home. The Let's tree and si- you eat your words. Yeah. <laughs> the tree and 6 Dalvin and the Chipmunks. Need a victory over Mr. Meek Seeks and the Destroyers. A win here puts him one game back from Green's team, so it's a big, big week for Anna. Equally, the four and five suckiest bunch of sucks take on the six and three staff the way I like it. Oh, and you need a win to get into that playoff picture. Yeah, uh, it's a big one. Uh, it's a tricky matchup. They're all tricky matchups this week. As the 4-5 and five Dak to the Future take on a 6-3 and three fantasy football team. Again, a victory for, for uh, Andrew gets him right back into the playoff while slowing down the high-flying team of Keynes. And finally, it is a juicy one. Playoff hopefuls, 6-4. and Six and three Kenneth Killers take on the five and four. My ball, Zach Ertz. 
Have we got them bored in, in board, please? Grudge match. Ben v. Kieran in both leagues this week, week 10. I like it. Yeah. A lot to play Dragon for. Dragon rights on the line. Uh, both set illegitimate lineups last week. It's, uh, it's all to play for. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> but, boy, yeah, playing each other. Both high flying. Oh, it's going to be an interesting week for Kieran and Ben. I like it. That brings us to the end of week number nine of the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you very much again for downloading, listening, and uh, hopefully we're going to get interaction with you. You can contact the podcast on ballsdeepdynastypodcast at gmail.com. Please hit us up. With anything. Yeah. <laughs> we're lonely over here. Bring it on, bring it on. That's yeah. fun. Um, get you guys uh, more interactive with the show, and it'll enjoy, it'll enhance the enjoyment for everyone, I feel. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We're going to be, of course, on the road in the United States this weekend. We hope to mingle with the fans of Dolphins and the Ravens and Bills and Jets and hopefully get some, uh, get some drunken insights into fantasy football from an American point of view. Woo! It's going to be class. I'm pumped. I'm on my holidays now. Let's go. Indeed. We will hopefully see you alive and well for week 10. Adios. Bye.